0: Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Our sermon text for our meditation this morning is a portion of our gospel lesson. Today we'll be focusing on Luke chapter 2, especially verses 25 through 33. But I'd like to read the gospel in its entirety for you now. Please rise. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses... They brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As is written in the law of the Lord every firstborn male will be called holy to the Lord. And they came to offer a sacrifice according to what was said in the law of the Lord a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, waiting for the comfort of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what was customary according to the law. Simeon took him into his arms and praised God. He said, Lord, you now dismiss your servant in peace according to your word. Because my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, in the glory of your people Israel. Joseph and the child's mother were amazed at the things that were spoken about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Listen carefully, this child is appointed for the falling and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Anna, a prophetess, was there. She was a daughter of Fenuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband for seven years after her marriage, and then she was a widow of eighty-four years. She did not leave the temple complex, since she was worshiping with fasting and prayers night and day. Standing nearby at that very hour, she gave thanks to the Lord. She kept speaking about the child to all who are waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had accomplished everything according to the law of the Lord, They returned to Galilee, to their own town, Nazareth. The child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and God's favor was on him. Lord, these are your words, and therefore they are the truth. We ask that you'd increase our faith through them. Amen. You may be seated. Dear fellow redeemed, I encourage you to take out your bulletin and take a peek at the picture on the front cover. It's a very familiar New Year's picture, isn't it? Kind of a a collision of the years. We think of father time holding in his arms the New Year baby, right? 2023 ending and colliding with 2024 that soon is to begin. I don't know about you, but as I look at this picture, it seems like every year, as every year goes by, I, I find myself relating more to the old man than maybe the newborn baby. And that's, that's kind of a, a sad thought to think about the, the passing of time. Every new year means we are one year closer ourselves, closer to looking like this old man and one year closer to even the day of departure from this life. But wait a minute, this isn't a a picture of of father time and a baby new year. This, of course, is a, a picture of Simeon holding the Christ child in his arms. But this, too, is a collision, a collision of eras, so to speak. We think about Simeon, who represents the Old Testament era, God's people looking forward with anticipation to God's promises being fulfilled. And now Christ, the little baby in his arms, represents that New Testament era of God's promises fulfilled. And we see them there together, even in our lesson for today. We see that, that Simeon doesn't hold the, the baby with, with regret as he considers his own departure from this life, but he's filled with joy. In fact, he encourages God to let him now depart in peace. So today, let us with Simeon welcome a happy new year especially the year of the Lord, the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we aren't told precisely that Simeon was elderly. We probably guess that he was, though. After all, we might wonder, would God really have made such a promise to a young man? It seems more of a promise that would be made to an elderly person who was perhaps nearing death, that God promised that he would not see death until he had seen the Lord's Christ. We don't know whether or not he was elderly, but we do know a few things about him. As it says in our lesson for today, it says he was righteous and devout. What do those things mean? Well, let's take the first one, righteous. We think of someone who is righteous, we think of someone who does things that are right, someone who is good, someone who is upright. And I'm sure those things were, were true of Simeon, but not because of his actions, rather for another reason. Know what the scriptures say in Romans chapter 3. No one will be declared righteous in God's sight by works of the law. And yet time and time again throughout the scriptures in both Old Testament and New, we see this term used for believers. Believers are referred to as righteous, saints, holy people. Why is that? It's because they have Righteousness before God, not by their works, but through faith in God's Son, Jesus Christ. And this was true of Simeon. He was righteous by faith. But we also see this about him, that he's considered to be devout. And what does that mean? We think of that that term devout in connection with the term devotion. Devoted to God and, and the things of God. And we see that, of course, in his actions regularly coming to the temple, and Anna's the same way too, but also his devotion, certainly for God's word and God's commands, which were his delight, which were his joy. As we think of these two wonderfully, wonderful elderly Christians in our lesson for today, in our, in our gospel lesson of Simeon and Anna, both of them delighting to come to God's house and taking joy in God and in his word. Do we always have such devotion? Well, we might say, yeah. I mean, after all, Pastor, we're here. It's New Year's Eve. Not everybody's in church. Many people would probably think this is kind of an, a holiday or off week for church. Do we really need to be here after all? There's a lot to get ready for with our celebrations that we're maybe preparing for this evening. Maybe you are a regular attendee at church yourself, too. But is it a joy to do that? Is it something you look forward to, to coming to church regularly? Is it, is it a joy as well to follow God's commands? Maybe do we bemoan those things? Maybe we're reluctant and feel like, well, I I better because I would feel too guilty if I didn't, right? When it comes to God's commands, we maybe say, yeah, I know I should, but look at all the fun that everyone else is having. We maybe wonder, is really that important for me to follow the commands that God has given? As we often fall short of the Christian life, But we think about Simeon, though. Simeon and his motivation for coming to the temple. Simeon, for his motivation for for listening to God's word and wanting to follow God's commands, was really a focus on God's promises. God's promise of redemption. God's promise of forgiveness of sins. Even sins such as neglect of his word, or even of, of boredom sometimes when it, when it comes to our, our prayer life or our devotional life or, or going to church, forgiveness for even those things and certainty not only forgiveness but eternal life that is his. What exactly was Simeon waiting for? As it says in our lesson for today, he was waiting for the comfort of Israel. It reminds me of the prophet Isaiah's uh, words from Isaiah chapter 40 when he says this Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak to the heart of Jerusalem and call out to her. Her warfare really is over. Her guilt is fully paid for. Yes, she has received from the Lord's hand double for all of her sins. Think of the comfort he was looking for of God bringing the Messiah, God's favor. Restored with his people, sins forgiven, having a right relationship again with God. We think back in Old Testament times as God had chosen a people for himself. We think of Abraham's descendants and how, how God had said that these people were a special people unto himself. And if you recall, as God freed them from their slavery and bondage in Egypt, he brought them to Mount Sinai. And at Mount Sinai, God met with Moses, and he established a covenant with his people. He told his people, if you will be my people, I will be your God. If you'll be faithful to me, I will faithfully be your God. And if you follow my commands, I will give you a land, and I will prosper you in that land. What happened after all of that? The people themselves certainly agreed. They certainly said that they would be faithful to God. They said they would follow his commands, but soon after, they disobey God's commands. And even after he gives them that wonderful promised land, they they continue to follow after false gods, and they show their unfaithfulness to the one true God. You see, the people of Israel broke the covenant that God had made with them Mount Sinai. And it reminds us perhaps of the way that we have broken God's commands too and, and shown ourselves to be unfaithful in so many ways. And yet, later on, God would give a new covenant. A new covenant we hear of in Jeremiah chapter 31. It says this, yes, the days are coming, declares the Lord when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their fathers. They broke that covenant of mine. But this is the covenant I will make, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. For I will forgive their guilt, and I will remember their sins no more. This new covenant was so different than the first covenant given at Sinai. The first covenant was a a two-sided covenant dependent upon the people's action, upon their faithfulness to God and to his commands, a covenant that they could never keep. But know all of the eyes in that new covenant that God gives as he says, I will make this covenant. I will put my law in their mind. I will write it on their hearts. I will be their God. I will forgive their guilt. I will remember their sins no more. What an awesome covenant that is. Because it it wasn't a covenant that was dependent on their action or on their faithfulness, but fully dependent only upon God. He was making a covenant that he was binding himself to, that he would do these things no matter what. We think about Simeon waiting for God to fulfill that new covenant, waiting for him to bring the one who could do these things, who could make his people right with him once again, who could forgive their guilt and remember their sins no more. We think of how much joy must have filled his heart As he took up that child, as the Spirit led him to see and to know that that child was the one that God had promised, the one who had come to fulfill that that covenant with his people, he held the the Christ child in his arms. is filled with joy and happiness because a new year, a new era has dawned. Tomorrow begins the year 2021. 2024 years after what though many of you here today probably know the big event that our calendar was created for what it, it marks time off of what happened 2024 years ago well the way our calendar was created it was created to mark time off of the momentous event of Christ's birth. We think about the the years before that time, are referred to as B.C., right? Before Christ. We're we're very familiar with that. And then the years in which we live now, we talk about this coming year, next year, tomorrow, starts A.D. 2024. What is A.D.? I know that one's a little bit more confusing. A lot of people say, well, uh, after death? That's not right. It's not after death. If that was the case, there'd be like a gap of 33 years somewhere in our our calendar there, right? No, A.D. refers to a Latin phrase meaning anno domini, and that translates as the year of the Lord. It's kind of an interesting way to refer to the era in which we live, not just the year in which Jesus was born, But all the years that come afterward are referred to as A.D. Anno Domini, the year of our Lord. We think about the time in which we live is the era or the year of our Lord. Think about what Christ himself said as he quoted from Isaiah chapter 61 as he spoke in the synagogue in Nazareth. He said this, "...the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor." You see, Christ was coming to usher in a new era, an era of the year of the Lord's favor. To know that, that God is no longer angry with mankind because of our sin, but because of Christ, God's favor is upon us. To declare peace between God and man. For this reason, Simeon finds joy as he holds that child in his very arms, as he knows what it means, the beginning of a new year, of a new era, the year of the Lord's favor. You know, death is an unwelcome guest in our culture. I think about today how many parents want to maybe shield their children from death, especially at a very young age. Many parents wonder and have even asked me at times, Pastor, should I really bring my child to this funeral? Don't you think they're going to be frightened when they they see the corpse in the casket? Frightened at death. I think even for adults too, we maybe want to push the thought of death out of our minds. We maybe don't want to dwell on it so much or at least as, as little as we have to. But the reality is is that as every new year passes, as we see one more wrinkle and one more gray hair, it's a reminder that all of us are getting closer and closer to death. It's amazing, though, to think about Simeon's response when, when he considers his own death. He, he's ready, isn't he? he? He's ready to die. In fact, he says, Lord, now dismiss your servant in peace according to your word. Because my eyes have seen your salvation. He's ready to die now. Now that he, he's seen the Lord, he's ready to depart in peace. Death doesn't scare him. Because he knows what this Christ child means for him. You know those words are very familiar to us, aren't they? Lord, you now dismiss your servant in peace according to your word. Because my eyes have seen your salvation. Part of the reason they're so familiar to us is because they're actually part of our regular liturgy of the church. In fact, they are words that we will sing today following the distribution of Holy Communion. We maybe wonder, what's the connection? Why are those words of Simeon, those words that we read around Christmas time, why are those used following the distribution? The connection is this. The Simeon held the Christ child in his arms and he knew he was ready to depart in peace because he had his savior. So also as we receive Christ today on our very tongues his body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins, we too are ready to depart in peace. We are ready to die knowing that we have a savior in Jesus Christ and knowing that our sins are forgiven. We're also ready to depart For however many years God has given us in this life to live ultimately for Him. You know, sometimes Father Time is depicted almost as a a grim reaper type figure. Kind of that picture of an inescapable death that comes for each of us. We think of how that changes when we think of the birth of this Christ child. It really changes everything. Death need not strike fear in our hearts and minds because of what this child means and because of what this child brings. Peace, forgiveness, eternal life, all of those things are found in him. Yes, New Year's can be a time in which we are reminded that we don't have an unlimited amount of time here on this earth. Rather, a limited amount of time as one new year passes. We can look forward to this new year in joy, 2024. As we know that this year, as well as the last, is a year of the Lord. The year of the Lord's favor for us. The year in which we know our Savior, Jesus Christ, and what he has done for us. May we desire to live for him in this new year desire to, to cling to his word and cling to his promises like Simeon and Anna, and to be filled with joy with what they share with us of all that Christ has done, to conform our lives to, to God and his word, living for him who came for you and for me to give us life forever. Amen. I invite the congregation to please rise.